worst part is sometimes he fakes this out. See? Oh, there we Got go. It. All right. We actually record this bad boy. To the cloud. Everybody to All the right. cloud. All right. We'll take that off so we can hear ourselves think. Like there's thinking involved. <laughs> um, it's Whiskey Wednesday. Oh, they're boisterous tonight. <laughs> Josh Adden is back. You don't know why, but he's back with us tonight. And um, James Wills, Wills is here with us tonight from Kilhoman. Um, did you fly all the way in? I came in on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Especially for you. Really? Well, kind of. He's such a liar. <laughs> I knew you were lying. All right, it says it's preparing a live stream. I don't know. This thing's all messed up. Let's see if it goes went to Facebook Live here. It says, oh yeah, we are. We're on. We're on. We're looks, good. Looks cold. We're good. Yeah, it almost, it almost looks like we even know what we're doing. Well, anyway, so we have uh, Kilhoman whiskey um, from the Great Isle of Isla, and uh, wow, I'm just going to say something right now. Wow, because I remember when you guys first started. The distillery uh, and just the 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 amount of space you take up on my shelves now <laughs> has grown exponentially from you know a couple of expressions to what it is now and you know and I'm thinking as I'm seeing this sort of grow and I'm seeing it move out I'm like all right he has to stop these guys have the wills have to stop it's, it's, this is crazy and then I try all of them and I'm like. No, keep going. It's okay. Uh, keep going. I'm glad you said that. I was wondering where you're going. Yeah, yeah, you did like um, yeah. it was going to be a mutiny. We're going to some stuff. Very public, sort yeah. of go home and bashing going on. <laughs> no, Joshua just does that quietly. After, shh, shh, I like to whisper too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like we have two. We have two broadcasts going on here, but one of them is going out, so that's all I'm worried about. All right. Well, that being said, though, I mean, really, you know, all kidding aside. Um, the distillery itself, um, we've been fortunate to, uh, to visit you at the distillery, um, the distillery itself, the property, what you guys are putting together, a true farm distillery, um, and everything you do is, is been amazing for us to see. And, uh, we're very happy to have you with us here tonight. This is like your third visit. I think we figured out. I think the last two times I've been here with my dad. Yeah. Oh, he's letting you yeah. go out on your own. Yeah, I think I've been here the last. Oh, you're a big grown-up boy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I feel all grown up now. No, I mean when you when you speak about the distillery like that, I feel like a complete fraud taking any credit for it because it was very much my dad who who started it all. Well, along with my mum. Yeah, don't leave her out. Yes. Yeah, she might watch this. Yeah, 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 yeah. In trouble. Um, so yeah, you know, it's it's very much down to them, and yeah, it was a lot of hard work. It's a long road. Yeah. You know, um, not all good times. Um, and, uh, well, it's yeah, also it's just carving, you know, it's also just carving that niche out yeah. in, you know, a, a very well-established, you know, we, we talk about, you know, new distilleries popping up here in the United States. We, we do have, we do have like some history, but it's, it's, it's worse. So I think in Scotland, because there's a lot to live up to, especially in Isla, you get some, just, just the, like the iconic distilleries that are on isla that have survived <laughs> some some say longer than they should have and others you know whatever but but it, it it is you're sort of like you know at that time i think you were really sort of the new kids on the block yeah i mean there's two sides to the sort of isla isla thing you know being a new distillery on isla i think on the one hand no you're, you're not you're not no, a new <laughs> no but on the one hand you're you're going up against all the guys that have been around for hundreds of years and they've right. got this huge reputation and then, and then on the other hand you're kind of riding on their coattails a bit and it opens up and puts the whiskey in front of all sorts of people who already love isla whiskies and so the, i'd say the upside is out outweighs the downside well i i have to say in, in here's sort of a weird thing that i that i've noticed um in the united states especially in kentucky i feel like you know there, there's some friendly rivalries that go on but there's always there's always sort of been that thing because they never really were uh, they never really had a real high that all ships rise sort of attitude like I'm not I'm not going to put down anybody I, I, as we all as we all sell better we all rise we all do better we all do that and I don't see that necessarily across the entire of Scotland 
But I do sort of see that on Isla because it is a, a small, close knit yeah. community. Everybody sort of knows each other. You know, you know what you had for breakfast that day, yeah. you know, that type of thing. And I think there's a lot more of that. Like if everybody does well, everybody does well. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, even when we when we started, you know, the other distilleries were a huge help to us. You know, we um, a lot of the guys from uh, Beaumont, they came up and, and gave us a hand getting to grips with the maltings and um, from the other distilleries as well. We borrowed equipment from um, Brickladdy um, and, and a few other places. Right. Um, you know, it's very much a, a kind of, I mean, there are 3000 people on the island. Most of them went to school together. Right. Most of them are related to be totally honest, you know, like um, <laughs> one thing you have to be really careful about is, is, you know, slagging people off on Isla because normally the person you're slagging them off to is right. there's some relation. Yes, exactly. So, but thankfully on Isla, a cousin is quite a distant relation. So it's, okay. it's, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a great place. And you, and you know, the whole, there is sort of a friendly rivalry, right? but it, it's very much secondary to being friends, you know? And I, and I, and that comes, I think that really, really comes across. I know some, who's been to Isla? There's a lot of people's hands are going up. No. No. All right. Well, we got to get you guys over to Ireland to see what's going on. Then you really need to go. It's it's it, it's an isolated place. I mean, Scotland itself, different parts of Scotland are isolated, but it's an isolated place. But it amazes me how many people make that sort of pilgrimage um, if they get to Scotland to Isla because it's just, especially if you like, peace, you know, PD smoky whiskeys. It is sort of the mecca for for that, anyways. Right. Yeah. I mean, we get a huge, huge number of visitors. I mean, the island is, you know, it, the lifeblood of the island is whiskey and, right. and whiskey tourism and, and, um, everyone, everyone loves it. Everyone buys into it. So it doesn't matter where you are on the island. Everyone's happy to talk about whiskey or where you're from or why, what brings you to Isla. Right. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a great place to visit, different place to, to live. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm still working on my wife, getting her to move there full time. Um, <laughs> I, I say it's a long-term project. Yeah, yeah. And one day, one day she'll wake up, she'll open the curtains and realize she's on Isla and she doesn't have any plans to leave. Really? So, um, maybe five or ten. It's a different type of lifestyle, definitely. I mean, you yeah. sort of have to resign yourself to that. In in the summer, it's spectacular. Of course, you know, long days, nice weather some of the time, and um, <laughs> some of the time. And uh, but in the winter, it's 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 a brutal place in the winter. You know, no, January, yeah, January, February. You know, it's similar to here, but you've got the the isolation. You know, yeah. there's not many visitors there in in the winter. A lot of a lot of places closed, so it is a it is quite a, quite a lonely place in the winter. I was just telling the guys, I just took my daughter up to Syracuse University. She's checking out colleges, right? Mm-hmm. And and I about halfway through like the tour and stuff, I said, "Did you notice how many times they said today, like what a great beautiful sunny day it was today?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah," I go. That means there's not a lot of them <laughs> when they want to point out. So yeah. it's so bright and sunny out today. And that's sometimes you get that on Isla. It's like, Oh, I'm glad you weren't here last week when we had a monsoon, like, you know, like, you know, the wind was going sideways. Rain was going sideways. Isla, Isla actually has a record in the UK for the most consecutive days of rain. It's, it's something in the nineties. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty depressing, yeah. isn't it? I'm yeah. not really selling Isla, Am I at the moment? <laughs> but, uh, it's gorgeous. Really? Yeah. You want yeah. to go there? Don't get there for the weather. Yeah, yeah. It never yeah. rains in the warehouses anyway. So <laughs> does it rain in the warehouse? Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> um, all right. Before um, they get a little too restless, let's let's start with um, what we have. We have everything listed up here. We're gonna start with Mancare Bay, right? Yeah. And this is probably one of the. Is this one of your first expressions that you ever came out with, or? So so my dad um, when we started. You know, we, we've always released young whiskey. So right. the first whiskey we started in 2005, the first whiskey we released was in 2009 um, at three years old. And then there were various kind of three-year-old limited edition releases. I think there's probably about six. Um, and then Maca Bay was our first continuously available product. Okay. Um, and that came along in 2012. 12. 12. There you go. Good thing. Yeah. That's the one reason I'm here. Yeah. You need a date? You are actually better on the facts than me. I definitely. <laughs> Everybody, we figured out why Josh was here. Well, <laughs> he's got a silver tongue, Josh. I've he been does. with him for three days, and the the things, the situation he just so smoothly gets himself out of is uh, quite something. The bad part is that he usually gets himself in them that he has yeah. to get himself out of. 
All right, let's try this whiskey. So tell us a little yeah. bit about this. So what, and you guys still do, and I like this too, is sort of this, I love transparency, but I also love like more than transparency, just information. And if you look, um, if you get one of the boxes, you can look on there, there is actually a sliding scale of, of cask influence from bourbon to sherry. And this one falls probably closer to sherry, but there is still some space to go. So it's not a full sherry bomb, but I do like, first of all, non-chill filtered, no, no coloring, all your whiskeys. Let's yeah. just start there. Yeah, exactly. Right? And um, this one is, uh, what's the ABV on this one? So this is 46. 46. We, we work from a minimum of 46. And yeah. then a lot of our, most of our limited editions are up at 50%. Okay. And then single casks and, and a couple of cast strength bottlings as well. Right. Um, but Maccabay is, is the kind of flagship of the range. It's been around for the longest. It's, it's always available. Um, it's still around that same age. Well, so, I mean, it's kind of an evolution, you know, yeah. um, it, we used to put like ages, not ages, we used to put editions of years right. on them. Um, that was a while ago, but um, it, it does still move around a little bit. The, the, the character stays the same, but hopefully the evolution is an improvement each year. And so at the moment, it's sort of a range from three-year-old to eight, nine-year-old. Okay. So you're, you're, you're basically going for a flavor profile than really worrying about how old it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've always, you want to be consistent. Accent. Yeah, exactly. And whatever gets you there, gets you there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a bourbon. Um, it's about 90% bourbon matured, 10% sherry. Um, and it really shows off the, the kill home in spirit, you know, in terms of the kind of light floral citrus quality that kill home has is, and it's got that peat smoke, which makes it distinctly Isla. Um, and it's got a nice, um, sort of rich peppery, um, finish to it and that's just that bit of sherry coming in and that is like it is um you can definitely taste the distillate in there which is great so you, you're you not losing any of the distillate character one of the things i do like about that and a lot of people don't understand about pete he's a nice guy but <laughs> is that there's a especially when you start doing younger whiskeys like 10 years and younger i think there's a the pete acts differently and you get sort of what i like to call sweet pete um, everybody goes, oh, it's smoky, it's peaty, it's uh, it, like iodine and all of this other stuff. And I go, yeah, but have you really ever noticed the sweetness that it that it actually imparts on the whiskey? And I think sometimes that gets lost. And I think especially with you guys, with this one, with the distillate actually coming through, the the peat is what we, we, we like to call like, you know, like a seasoning. It's salty. Yeah, It's using salt, but using it in the right amounts. And you do get that sort of like a little bit of like sort of sweet tone to the peat itself being a younger whiskey yeah i mean it's something i always say actually and um not many people have actually ever said it back to me so it's good <laughs> maybe, um, maybe some no, I, saying. I, but, all the kids yeah. I, I, I have to tell my children i'm right no it's more like I'm, right. Right. I'm surprised <laughs> oh yeah it's just it's just yeah. it's just qualifying that you were correct um but yeah but when you burn peat you know it, yeah. it is so much more than the smoke you right. know when you when you smell the, the kiln fire going you know there's so much more than than just the smoke it is it is very sweet it is very you know maritime salty salty yeah. smoke you know so um that definitely comes through and, and we distill quite a sweet spirit as well you know we we take a, a base malt Sorry. ingredient which is you know 50 ppm so it's, it's distinctly smoky and peaty but then all of the processes after that really are geared towards bringing out the lighter character in of of the spirit of the yep. in the whiskey so longer fermentation small stills you know high cuts and um and that really means we've got something that that combines nicely in my opinion you know that you've got a nice balance between the smokiness and and the citrus sweetness and yeah everything in between i, I like this one i mean this i think when a lot of us tried sort of the kill home for like the first time i think we knew you had something special because of of like products like this yeah. You know, because you can't, there's nothing to hide. You can't hide this. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't put out a, um, you know, a, um, a younger whiskey and hide distillate flaws. No, I mean, I always, I would never, no one would ever describe that as like a, an old whiskey. You know, right. there, there right. is a youthfulness to it, but the youthfulness is, is brightness and it's, it's vibrancy. You know, it's, it's not youthfulness in terms of sort of a, an off flavor or a, or a harsh note, you know, it, it has this real vibrant, um, fresh quality to it. You could drink it on the 90th day of rain and it'd be fine. Yeah. 
it was, what do you, what do you, what do you guys all think of this? You like it? Yeah, I, this is just you know, it, we always talk about this is like you can't go any if you don't start with your base correct. You're not going to hide that in anything else that you're going to do. If you can't do the distillate right, there's no place to hide. Yeah. And you know, this just uh, to me, to, for me, this just shows what the distillery is actually capable of. Yeah. And then it'll just follow through. All right, so. Enough, enough of that one. We're, we're, we, we have a lot of whiskeys to get to tonight. There's a lot of drinking. <laughs> There's a lot of drinking. And I have a, a cry. Now, I'm going to say this now because I'll, I, if I neglect to say this as I go along, because I'm probably already too late. If you want to save a little bit of the manicure uh, bed, yeah. it's sometimes it's neat when we get later on, you may want to go back and sort of compare it to it. I know. But notice I didn't wait till we were three in and say that I did it on the first one. So, yeah, appreciate it. I mean, you think it? I, th this is sort of a, a fool's game I'm playing because I already know that you know that I'm going to say that, and still you drink it all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not really fooling me. I just like, damn, they got me again because I didn't say it the first thing off. They're hoping one of these days you might refill them. Yeah, I'm just going to refill them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not happening. Yeah, sometimes we do give you more, and that's usually a <laughs> big, big mistake. So, all right. So the second, the second one. Um, if you're following along um, on your uh, on your trays too, make sure that the tray arrow on the tray is facing you, and you'll see all the uh, slots will number will number correspond to what is up here. But the second one that we're going to try tonight is Seneg. Seneg. Or Saneg. Saneg. What, you know. Okay, so here's the thing: is yeah. I'm going to get to this right away. So, yeah. what is it? Tell me what the, the I've pronounced. I've been I've been saying Seneg, and then yeah. here, here he comes on Monday morning. And we're talking about the whiskeys we're tasting through the week, and I said Seneg, and he says Seneg, and he just said it twice. Seneg. But he said two yeah. ways. So no, I mean, I don't follow the rule myself. Yeah, so really, yeah. I just so everybody knows, this is a joke that these Scottish people play on all of us. Okay, <laughs> there really is no correct pronunciation to any of these words. They don't even know what they are. But here's how it goes: they tell you one thing, as you're drinking, they start changing it. So halfway through, you're not sure if you're slurring it or you're saying it correctly. And then this is when they screw with you. And it's so like, oh, no, no, no. What I told you before is completely wrong. That's not how you pronounce that. We just caught you. There, no, there caught is you. no wrong. There is no wrong. There's only the uh, He's just can't see yeah. himself. Like, there's no wrong. See, like, on, I mean, Isla's a small place. It's right. like, you know, 3,000 people. Uh, people in Port Ellen will say Sanic, and people in, in Kilhoman will say Sanic. And it's, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What is it? What Sanic. Sanic. So, um, Sanic is... And an area near the distillery, it's a it's a sort of rocky um, outcrop north of the distillery and, and Macca, 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 Macca Bay. Bay. Um, you better say that one right, Macca. Macca, um, Macca Bay is a beach west Macca. of the distillery. So, uh, but the thing is, I mean, my dad he says Macca, which is completely wrong. <laughs> he's like, God damn it, it's my whiskey. I'll say whatever I want. Yeah, but he he's he's sort of speaks with a plummy English accent, like oh, yeah. me. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. he's, he's wrong. So, Seneg. 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 All right. What, okay. Now tell us about this. Eventually we'll get to, yeah, yeah, so we'll get to, we'll get to yeah. try it eventually. Yeah. So this is, this is the, um, the kind of the other side of, of, or the other face of Kilhoman, and, you know, so yeah. Maca Bay is, is the bourbon, um, with a bit of sherry and, um, Seneg. I was about to say Seneg. Seneg <laughs> is, um, is sherry, mainly sherry maturation okay. with, with a little bit of bourbon. So it's, we say it's 70% sherry cask influence. Okay, uh, I won't knock it over. Press yeah. So and and the in the little uh, sliding scale over here tells us that yeah. it pulls back on the bourbon part of it yeah. and shows the more influence of the sherry. Exactly. Yeah. I, I I you know it's it's sort of nice because if you do forget, yeah, it, like my it, name sometimes I forget. Yeah. It's right on the box. It's a cheat sheet. It's a cheat sheet. sheet. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Box. It's great. It's 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 brilliant. Yeah. I mean something so silly. My idea. I'll actually I'll write these down. These things. I'll give it to my dad. James was right again. Yeah, James yeah, was yeah. right again. Okay. Got it. More confidence. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're going to go home yeah. owning, the, owning this company. Yeah. So, 
Um, so so yeah, it's almost sherry yeah, import. It's about fifty percent of the whiskey is, is matured only in Oloroso sherry cast, and fifty percent of the whiskey is matured in bourbon and then finished in Oloroso sherry for seven to twelve months. Okay, seven to well, seven to ten, seven to twelve. Now you're getting the you're getting the influence of the barrel. Um, what was in it before, like the PX or the Oloroso sherry? You're getting yeah. that in a couple months, so um, you're getting all of that influence. So by going longer than that, you're still maturing the whiskey also. In the, in the Oloroso. In, in yeah. the Oloroso yeah. cherry cast. I mean, my, my dad's a big, I mean, we don't always strict, stick to this rule, but we really prefer to get a, the full influence of the cask right. by maturing in that cask right. only, um, rather than using finishing as a tool, um, using full maturation casks, either mm-hmm. vatted with other casks or, or as a single bottling, you know, um, we prefer to take that approach. It's not always easy. It's the, it's the harder yeah, approach no, to take. Absolutely. So, um, but in this, I mean, this is, you know, the same liquid that goes into the barrel, but you can see the influence of the sherry is. Now, who does all the blending? My dad. Yeah, yeah. he still does all the blending. Yeah, I say Kilhoman is a dictatorship. It's not a democracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, um, I don't think that's the way your dad would put it, but yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's actually, I, I love working with my dad. He's a very good, a very easy guy to work with, work with, work for. Um, but he's pretty single-minded about what he wants to do with his whiskey. Because that's, that's really where, you know, that's where a lot of the magic happens is in making this blend, making these blends. Yeah. I mean, especially the, ones you're going to sort of keep up with. Year yeah. After year. Yeah. The, the combination of the cast and exactly, you know, the, the point you make about year after year, you know, it's, anyone can go into a warehouse and pick great casts. Sure. You know, that's, that's not, um, it's not all that hard, but continuously, um having a product which delivers on flavor but then also um you're able to do it with fluctuations in demand and changes in supply of barrels or or you know holes in production that you didn't foresee you know that that's really where where the skill comes in where where you where you can identify areas where you can be a bit more flexible and still you know maintain consistency in the quality the color on this is beautiful by the way yeah, yeah, I love the color on this. Yeah, yeah it's really nice. Well, we we use Oloroso hogsheads, so they're a bit smaller than um, other Oloroso casts, and they just yeah. give big hit of of color and flavor in a in a fairly short period of time. Yeah, again, just points out no 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 uh, chill filtration, no artificial coloring on these too. So what you're seeing is what you're getting. Um, completely different than the first one. I, the great part of this is there. I, I there's still a distillate character, and that's still hasn't been masked, has not been hidden. Yep. Still there. What do you, what do you guys? How do you guys? What do you guys think of this one? Very nice, right? And it's one of those type of things. Is like it's like all right. We can talk about like I like this one better. I like that one better. But I, I always find whiskey is very mood um, mm-hmm. influenced. Mm-hmm. I can see different situations, but I'd have the first one or the second one, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Macker Bay for me is a, that's a summer whiskey. Yeah. Seneg is a, is a colder weather. Yeah. Colder whiskey, whiskey like today. Sorry, Seneg. 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 Pre, pre dinner, post dinner. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Two in one day. Yeah. Now you're talking, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> now you're talking my language. Yeah. I need to wait for it, isn't it? Yeah. Just get a little point. bit of food in you and get it's on all that perspective. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, also um, very good with chocolate. Yeah, we actually do paired. We have two paired chocolates. Actually, if you come to the distillery, we've got a like a lime and sea salt milk chocolate with the um, that pairs with the Maccabee and the and a haggis and something spices that goes with a dark chocolate that goes with with Sane. Excellent. Works really well. Both chocolate bars are excellent. They get on there. Yeah, yeah, they go perfectly with. They the don't chocolate. have any actual haggis in them, no. so it's just like everybody calm down. Yeah. They do not put them in a stomach liner. Stop it. <laughs> there's no cheap, yeah. there's no cheap liner involved with this. That's <laughs> where the color comes from inside. That's the color inside. Yeah. 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 Oh, good. You want to know to hunt haggis later on? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. What's that? Sustainably yeah. caught haggis. Yeah. Yes. Free range. Yeah. Free range. Yeah. Sustainable. Sustainable yeah. haggis. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever read any of Terry uh, Pratchett's uh, oh, yeah. stories? Uh, 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 we Free Men. Yeah, We Free Men. We, my we, daughter's favorite book. We Free Men. And we were talking a couple of things. And in, 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 at one point, they go, and what were you doing? Oh, we were hunting haggis. 
<laughs> She's like, there's no such thing. He's like, oh, yeah, you never see them that often, but they're out there. That was good. I like that one. All right. So what's the what's the next one we have? This is the small batch, right? So this is um is this no, no, which uh, one? This small batch. I've gone the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a small batch. So this is a um a US exclusive product. Okay. So we we do these small batches for different countries around the world. Um and they we kind of take a, a base vatting of of bourbon and sherry matured Kilhoman at 46%. And then we add a a kind of alternative cask at, okay. um, at cast strength. So sometimes it's a Madeira or a Port or a, what else? A Saturn cask. Mm-hmm. In, in this case, it was a an STR cask, which a, a shaved, toasted, recharred red wine cask. Red wine cask. Yeah. Now we, do you, can you say where you're getting the red wine cask from? We get them from a, a cooperage that we work with a lot, a family cooperage called Diaz in Portugal. Okay. Um, they source them from uh, Duro, uh, Valley producers, yeah, yep. yeah, um, so, yeah, it, it works really nicely. You know, the whole the principle with the with the SDR cast is that you shave back the kind of some of the red wine from the inside of the cast, and then retoast it, so you get a, a balance of of character coming through from both the red wine and also some some of the influence from the virgin oak behind it. Yeah, so a couple of people asked me, they said, well, when you shave that, don't you get rid of the red wine? I'm like, no, not really. It actually enhances because you're taking off some of the stuff, and when you toast it. You're creating a whole new level of sugars yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that are there too, and it's different sugars than char charring, and you're creating that toasting, but you still get the red wine character. And I don't think there's—I mean, you're tasting this right now. There's there is a definite red wine influence in this whiskey. Yeah, again, but it's not. Um, again, it's 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 not um, a covering agent. It's it's a um, sort of it's integral to yeah. the whole flavor profile. Yeah, I mean. It, I- I don't know about you guys, but it's, for me, it's a little bit, it's a higher ABV. It's 50 ABV. So it's a little yep. bit more closed off on the nose. Um, but on the palate, you get, you know, really with, with Maccabee and Sane, you get kind of citrus and you get yep. dried fruits and that sort of leathery, um, chocolatey note with Sane. And then um, with the, with a small batch and the SCR cast, you get that really sort of cinnamon, sweet, red fruits um, coming through on the palate, as well as the, the peat smoke. Add a couple of drops of water to this one or uh, do the Randall method, which is uh, take a drink of water and then try a little of the whiskey. Oh, I like that method. So yeah, yeah it's a really, it's a, we don't, we don't credit him with too much, but this is, <laughs> this is one thing he does. It actually works great. And the good part about it is you haven't changed the composition of the whiskey you're drinking either. So you can go back and try it straight. If you'd like. Smart. Yeah. Wow. So let him try that. Absolutely smart. Okay. Well, I'll definitely. I'll read that's, there you go. Right. Let, that one let, let Randall know he is okay. Good. <laughs> He's never going to believe you said that. <laughs> they don't witnesses. He has witnesses now. But um, try that. But did you notice when you added that little bit of water, the the, the flavor level just totally changes. You know, I like this one that way. Yeah, you get a lot of the sort of sugariness from the virgin. I never know quite how to describe it. Though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the influence are from it's the toast part. I think that yeah. really shows up. Yeah. yeah, there there was something you said before, Ryan, that I really liked. Where you, you you said you could still taste the spirit from Macker Bay to Sene yeah. to this. And isn't that so nice that regardless of the cast, you can tell this is Kilhoman. They're very right. There there are not. I don't think there are enough distilleries that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't know why, but um. Sometimes, you know, I mean, listen, I like a sherry bomb every once in a while myself too. like you get like this, you know, really ripe, um, all the spices and all this other stuff in it. But I think there's not a lot of uh, places that I think carry their distillate through the lineup that you just you can. uh, The distillate is always there. Um, Springbank comes to mind. Um, Oh, yeah. They they, they have one. I mean, how they could sell their their distillate on its own just by itself. It's that good. They'd allocate and, it. Huh? They'd allocate They'd it. They'd allocate it. it. Yeah, of course they would. Why <laughs> wouldn't you? But I'm thinking, but this is, you You are not another one of those distilleries that sort of, I think that that follows that sort of pattern. I don't think that, I, I applaud you for it because I think that not enough people are that, you know, and I think it's, you have to make good distillate to make that happen too. Yeah. I think my, we've always been quite, I mean, I, I've sometimes been 
suggests my dad we should do more experimentation and, and and sort of more you know different stuff he's always been quite focused on on you know producing good quality spirit and then he, he sort of says you know you focus on making good quality spirit and then you let the cask yeah go to work as he says you know and he's, he doesn't overcomplicate things in terms of like com- combining casts you know th- the three cast types with small batch is about as many casts as we would ever combine together i said we it's him um uh it's you know, the he, yeah you know he, i think he um a lot of a lot of um distilleries these days maybe i say a lot you know some distilleries i think combine so many casts that you kind of lose track of what's actually going on with the whiskey and I think we, uh, one thing we do really well, he does really well, is, you know, when you're drinking it, you can see and you can taste the influence that's coming from Kilhoman. You can say, oh, there's the, there's the smoke, there's, a, there's the mm-hmm. saltiness, there's the sweetness coming from Kilhoman, and there's the, the red fruits and the yeah. spicy elements coming from the cask. And, and for me, that enhances my enjoyment of, of drinking. But it whiskey. does integrate. I think it does integrate. I don't want to pull anybody off and saying, like, you know, it's, it's like yeah. separated it very well integrates it's it's nice that you can taste all this stuff but it, it all flows seamlessly which is great and that you know that goes to what your dad's doing i think is, is spectacular hopefully he doesn't watch this i know he's gonna have a huge head yeah. although you've been right twice today so i don't know he might yeah. say but dad i was right twice you could yeah. always throw that up there yeah <laughs> i can imagine what you'd say it wouldn't be pretty no not at all all right um do you have a question sure Is that you want to know? Is the distillate the distillate going to be the same for all of these? You're making one thing off the still. That's a perfect segue. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> As it would happen, we are going to taste um, a different distillate. We we essentially make two two styles, two spirits at Kilhome. One is made from barley that we grow, which is the next one we're going to taste, the 100% Isla, and then the rest of the range is made from uh, a heavily peated malt that we buy in from Port Ellen. So um, 20 ppm made from our own barley and then 50 ppm made from barley that's mainly grown on, on the mainland of Scotland. Um, and we, so we, should, we, should, we should just segue right in there. Then. Yeah. So the fourth one we're trying is the 100% Isla barley. Exactly, yeah. So, so number four. Now, so, yeah. if any of you... After you taste this, and then we're going to go through this. If any of you want to go back, because this is one that I would look at the McCare Bay, a uh, sort of a, a a a comparison with. Yeah, like if you want to like compare the two, because I think this is probably the closest you'd get to a, a true comparison. Yeah, so I mean, this is actually in terms of the, the cast proportions and stuff. This is quite similar. similar. Yeah, to Macca Bay, so you can do a, a direct comparison. Really, this is a bit older. I mean, to but give you, you also like you see, you'll see like what. We always talk about, and especially we just had Robin Robinson here, is you know the 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 influence of the grains and everything like that. Is there is there a terroir or is it you know, Prov- Provence? What what is what is the exact influence? And I think this is one of those type time things you can say, uh huh. So coming from the same place, but all of a sudden you have a different ingredient. Now how is this showing? difference i don't get involved in that i just drink whiskey i don't get involved with the yeah. terroir or yeah, 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 really yeah my life's a lot easier my life's a lot easier that way um yeah. but i think this is if you want to compare one this is a good one to compare to the yeah. to yeah. the flagship yeah absolutely i mean we we um we look at every aspect of the whiskey making process and see where we can mm-hmm. kind of add flavor so you know we grow our own barley for for the 100 isla range we grow i've run through it it's fantastic. Yeah. You might taste a little. I don't, how, long, how long ago was this made? You might uh, taste a little Randall and I running through this uh, yeah. spirally field. Yeah. <laughs> right. Chuck Taylor Converse Souls. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we grow a couple of, we grow different barley varieties. We look at the, the influence of the barley varieties mm-hmm. on the whiskey. We don't, we don't focus too much on that because so much goes on with the whiskey making right. beyond you know, the barley variety, you know, in terms of like, so that, that's the barley variety, but then it's peated and then it's, um, you know, fermented and the yeast affects it, the fermentation of time affects it, the stills affect it. The cuts what do you use for, I, I, I very rarely ask this question in Scotland and I think it's for reasons, I guess, 
what do you guys use for yeast? We use a Maori pressed yeast. Um, if, I mean, I, I couldn't give you the, the code, but essentially it's, it's a Maori bagged pressed yeast. It comes in a paste form. Yeah. Um, they're different. We've experimented with different yeasts. Um, we've used Kerry dried yeast. Uh, Maori gives a nice balance between kind of like earthy, salty, or allowing that earthy, to salty to show um, whilst adding a, a layer of, of nice floral citrus influence. Okay. Kerry yeast, Kerry dried yeast that we've experimented with goes way, way floral with it. Really, really floral and, and kind of takes away a bit of that, that salty, briny edge, you know, that we, we quite like. So we, we focus on, on Maori. We've pretty much always used Maori. It's not the most practical to use um, because it's, it comes in this bag form more. There are more practical options like um, liquid yeast and yeah, other yeah. stuff. But, um, but yeah, I think Brooke Laddie use a, use a dried yeast for their, um, for the class, I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But I know that when we when we experimented with it, quoting James, when we experimented with it, this is a good example of of like friendly sort of distillers on island. We yeah. just we just called them up and said, "Oh, we were going to change up our yeast. You know, do you have any do you have any extra yeast we can just try?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah. come and pick up a couple of bags." You know, so um, it's like the worst thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So no, you're all set. We don't need to borrow anymore. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. moved on. Yeah, but yeah. but that you know, I mean, again, it's all part of what your dad is actually sort of concentrating on is making sure like here. Uh, so in the United States, we call, we call the people that make the whiskey, like a master distiller. Yeah. And I saw it in a lot of ways, like the European outlook or the Scottish outlook on it, where they're the distillery manager, because their job and that part of it is to make sure what's coming off the still is the same every single time. Yeah. That consistency needs to be the same. And even when you're changing, you know, you're changing like your, your, your barley, it still doesn't matter. Then that, then that sort of one has to come off the same way every time too. Yeah. And I, I think that's where he's, he's sort of, um, he's making sure a uh, stickler for making sure that that happens. Yeah. I think he feels the, um, the master distiller title is a bit poncy. I don't know if that translates into American Ponzi. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we even need to know like, what it means. Like, you know, you, you I, we get, get the it. Gist. Yeah. yeah, we get the gist. It's, um, it's a bit fancy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we at, at Kilhoman, we have my dad who who kind of does mainly the, the sort of cast selection stuff and yeah. maturation stuff. And then Robin Bignall, who's, um, who oversees the – he's the production manager. Um, because we, we had John McClellan who came from – um, Buna Harbin and was with us in a really key period and he was the distillery manager and then he sadly passed away we didn't feel it was right to sort of have a new distillery manager so <laughs> he might be the one and only ever yeah. distillery manager to be at Kilhoman um, but again you're making sure that it's just coming off the same way every time and that's so vital I don't yeah. think people under sometimes understand yeah the, the the how much that can throw everything off because now if you do something different the barrel influence is going to be different yeah, it, and it just it just expounds on one problem, and it starts it starts cascading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and the guys in the still house, there is a natural variance of stuff, but oh, yeah, you I know, mean, yeah. Um, when you do stuff by hand as well, and and there is that kind of not so much of a commercial feel to a place. Right. Uh, you know, there is not a. Are, I'll tell you right now, there is not a commercial feel to. Yeah. Go home and you see people. That's the big difference yeah. between us and, yeah. and other distilleries. I always go to big distilleries and go, where the hell is everyone? Yeah. And you come to go home and there's people. There's a guy at a computer like this going, yes, yeah. everything's yeah. working fine. Yeah. And opening and closing valves from a computer and stuff like that. So um, what what do you think of this? Did anybody go back and compare? Oh, so you had a little whiskey left from your first. It's very floral. It's yeah, fragrant. It's, right. it, it's almost sort of perfumed. The, the the peat doesn't really come through almost at all on the nose, and then it comes through on the on so the, the finish. And it's yeah. actually almost almost on the finish. Yeah, I'm getting it yeah. like it's like an after effect. Okay. The citrus right. is massive on yeah. it as well. Yeah. Like it's almost a an overly sweet citrus yeah. to it, which is really nice. It's a lower ppm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty. Uh, I mean, we say twenty ppm is it's approximately twenty ppm. Yeah, it's a it's a fire at the end of the day. You know, so. Um, <laughs> Some people and you lose a good portion of that in the distillation process too, right? Yeah. It's about I mean, half or maybe a little bit more than half. I mean, like as we said uh, said earlier, you know, this the, the rest of our range is 50 ppm. Right. But if you put that down in front of people and, and say that's you know 50 ppm and then maybe put a 
30 ppm next to it, it's certainly not twice as it's as peaty. Or, or you know, Maccabee is certainly not twice as peaty as right as the 100 Isla. Um, so the way that we distill really, as I said, sort of brings out that lighter side in the in the spirit rather than focusing on the heavy, earthy, peaty, salty, right. uh, briny side. You can say that. I was. What are we going to say? Well, because everybody talks about uh, peating level on the barley. Right. They talk about peating level, but when they talk about peating level, it's specifically on the barley and the PPM, the the, the parts per million on the barley. But just just as a quick example to show you how delicate phenols are and how quickly they can go away, about 10 years ago, uh, maybe 12 at this point, uh, the Glen Murray distillery up in Speyside started running peated spirit. And they released a two-year-old spirit. And on the neck tag, so they, they rated the PPM on the barley, and then they rated the PPM on the liquid thereafter. Mm-hmm. The, the PPM on the barley was 40. And then after two years in cask, it was 12. So that's right. how delicate it is. But when you taste it, it seemed massive. So even though you're losing a lot of phenols, even that 12 PPM seems really massive on the palate. That that goes through a lot of um, like doing some blending and stuff like that. Yeah. And and if you're using peat in your blend, I don't care what it is. It's uh, anybody will tell you this, but it's a little goes a long, a long way. way. I mean, you can use like like two percent in a blend, and all of a sudden, you go, oh, that's peated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you are you are like you know you're almost predisposed to be tasting it. Yeah, like yeah. if it's there. I was going to ask, did they measure the peating level as it matured? That I don't know. They where well, they they know it's they got lost. But it's you've you've got you've got the milling, the mashing, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. they, all of that, yeah. and it just takes it away. It takes it away. So I don't know how they measured it in between if they did it all, just the beginning and the end. I always look at it. I was going like, no matter what, it's less than half. Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody goes, oh, we use fifty, I go, so like what, like twenty. Yeah, yeah, 25, right. maybe like That's you know, close, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, is it like 20? Yeah, so at the end, and but again, here's the other part of that. I think the other, the other part of that equation, as even though it's losing it, it changes character when you start getting older. Mm. Like, you know, you've had plenty of, of heavily repeated whiskeys in like later stages, like 10 and older. Sure, you notice that though, the the quality in the in the in the, in the the flavor profile is almost completely different. It goes to this really earthiness to it, um, and it's sort of muted in it, but it changes the whole aspect of it. And I, I've done some like some tastings of like some young like a Bowmore is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. If you ever had like the the some, whoever had the Tempest, which was like a ten year old, oh, yeah. I repeated. I love that stuff, and it was like it had the sweetness, and you had almost the exact same thing. You start changing tasting that like 15 years like 15 years old and stuff like that the, the whole quality of or, or the flavor profile of that come like really changed it's wildly different yeah. wildly different yeah. and then you lose that sort of sweet peat that we were talking about earlier and you get into like these earthier tones yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's 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 just amazing like the, the time you know the influence of what you're making the stuff you're putting in all the other stuff you've done, and then the influence of barrel and time, which is the last two we're, things. We're trying to describe magic, and I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you can do that. That's that silver tongue. I know. Yeah. It's like a warm summer breeze on a. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you're right. It does. And yeah. it, it, it's so it's so hard to quantify. Yeah. I mean, everybody, a lot of people have done it and they've quantified it, but it's still. It, and then and then on the top of it. So I mean, we're all we all get a basic same flavor profile. Our palates are we get like a basic that is the same, but individually they're still different. Mm-hmm. We have sort of a base level, but you're going to taste something different than I'm going to taste. I'm going to taste something different than you, and it just goes on and on and on. And that's why we always talk about there's some basic things that we can always say like, oh, do you you know without leading somebody down the primrose path, can you taste this? Can you taste that? Most people are tasting it and they're identifying it. Yeah, but you can identify completely different things because you you are actually tasting something different because it's yep. your own personal palate. Yep. So, just I think amazing. But what do we agree? Do you guys like this one? 
Yeah. What, what do you think? Obviously different from the first one that we tried, but you can see some similarities in it. I think. Yeah. What's up? Very good. Tastes like more. Yes. <laughs> Give me more. That's all they say all yeah. the time. Very good though. All right. So what do we what do we have next up on the agenda? The next. Well, I'm definitely not qualified to pronounce this one, but it it was. Well, <laughs> now I get a What is it? Casado. Casado. But it's Casado. Casado. Um, but it's port. It's a Portuguese word. It's Portuguese oh, okay. marriage. So this is matured in in uh, for six years in in bourbon barrels. Um, buffalo food i just wanted yeah. to make sure that i wasn't <laughs> mature for six years in, in bourbon barrels and then finish oh, sorry yeah married actually so not finished i'll start again One okay start go, go right. last, last, from six the years in bourbon to... barrels and then two years in portuguese red wine vats okay yeah so um, so everything is moving over everything goes i think it was about 26 barrels that went from the um from the barrels into the butt into the vats and then they were there for two years um, okay. and these these again were were recharred um duro vats so you're making basically a small batch of yeah. what you started with which was what what was it was that a bourbon so it's bourbon, bourbon you're making a small batch of bourbon basically yeah. and then you're throwing them in these bigger yeah. these bigger do you know how big they are they were it was either they must have been two six thousand liter yeah, two. That's big. Yeah, two six thousand liter barrels. Yeah, and then so you, uh, but but now you're sort of putting that that small batch into two separate barrels. Yeah, and then you're taking those two and then putting them together. So you have yeah. this like upside down triangle. Yeah, exactly. All right, we got to strictly speaking, in Scotch whiskey, you aren't allowed to put whiskey into a barrel more bigger than 700 liters and then say that it contributed to the flavor okay so i've been saying to people so that a, none of the red fruits or spices that you're taking ton. in you're this whiskey, a ton uh, are coming from that marrying they use the term now yeah. done yeah yeah, yeah that's basically, basically yeah. a marrying tank yeah. but this one happened to have a little bit of influence exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. no influence yeah. no influence no influence, no influence at all no influence at all uh, Right, right. I'm imagining that. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to be called. Everybody else will read between the lines. It's actually influenced it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's um it's a similar kind of setup to the or similar kind of recipe, if you like, um to the small batch in in terms of it's got a a bourbon base and then there's a bit of this red wine influence, but it's a slightly more mellow, subtle, uh, gentler, um, kind of whiskey compared to the small batch i'd say the 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 flavors are all kind of there they're a little bit there's a little bit more bourbon influence which kind of creates a little bit more of a kind of uh caramel butterscotch kind of sort of uh rounded off um version the the sherry and the intensity of the of the sdr cast here create a bit more of that um distinctive palette here there's there's still that red fruits and, and vanilla influence but it's a little bit more subdued you know what i get on this one though is like i had it i actually went back and tried it again to make sure it would happen again is that it almost got like a uh like a almost like a a whiff of smoke on the back on like the just before like the we would call the finish mid palette i also get like this like smokiness to it which was different than everything else we got. I don't think joshua liked it <laughs> no it went down the wrong pipe it went down the wrong pipe isn't that if you got a, a, Let's just a take him off. for that one? Yeah. Take him off. Yeah, we'll just take him off. Yeah. Let's like, hold on, wait a minute. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> he didn't hear that because he didn't have it on. Yeah. So I'll do it one more time for him. Take your time. Take your time. Grab some water. It's okay. I get some water. <laughs> That's okay. We took you down. You're okay. Uh, Man, he's going to make it. I'm not doing much. Were you trying to stifle it? You're going to die. Making this way. <laughs> Yeah, which makes it worse. It does make it worse. And there's nothing worse. I mean, once you've got it caught, you've got it caught. Yes. There you go. Is the Casado part of the regular lineup he wants to know? So, uh, no, essentially. Uh, it, it's a, the way our sort of lineup works is you've got Maccabay and, and Saneg, and then you've got um, 100% Isla, Lock Gorm and small batch, which are kind of regularly available. And then we've got stuff like 
Fasado. Um, like you sort of one ass that one exactly. pints. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of if it works, you probably go back you'll go back to yeah. it. It was yeah, at yeah. a different yeah. time. But like yeah. but these are like not experimentations, but these are like well thought out experimentations. Yeah, they're kind of experimentations that we we will probably be revisit if they work, as you said. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> I had to make sure he still had his headphones on when he got that one. Um, yeah, but- so, so this year we're going to do, uh, in, in that kind of category of experimental stuff, we're going to do a, a Fino maturation, cognac maturation, okay. and a Saturn match, all full maturation in those cast types. No, oh, that's great. Um, Have you been tasting those right along? How, yeah. How, how are they doing? Which one, which, one, which one do you feel has got the most potential? Um, I mean, personally, you can be wrong. It's yeah. okay. You've been right twice today. So, no, well, so <laughs> it must be about three or four years ago. We did a Fino, Fino matured. It was Fino. 2021. Sorry. Go so easy. Yeah. Uh, it was 2020 that you did a Fino. Yeah. I came over here and I was like, Joshua, I was like, I'm not sure about this one. Yeah. Um, and then I, um, and then I had an open bottle at my house and I drained it in a week. <laughs> So um, you kept saying so that I, so that no one else would drink it. Yeah, and more. So that I'm really looking forward to that one, and it's really good. The Fino is really good, okay. and uh, full Saturn maturation, which is is pretty distinctly Saturn influence. But it, you know, the, the beauty of the Kilhoman spirit, you know, is that the the peat smoke and the yeah, citrus, that's what I'm sort of interesting on that. Yeah, you know, really give it right. a grounding, and these um, these distinctive casks, you know, don't overwhelm it. Mm-hmm. So the Saturn, um, Saturn's shaping up really nicely as well. Okay, cognac. Fair uh, enough. I haven't actually really tasted. Not, not sure about that one yet. I haven't tasted. I haven't tasted, it. I haven't tasted many of the cognac okay. casts. So, which one are you guys all uh, sort of interested? Fino, Saturn. No Fino interest. Saturn. I can say that the 2016 Saturn, Saturn was pretty five years old. Yeah. That remains to this date my favorite. That's yeah, really it was really good. Ever. Yeah, it just reminds me of the independent uh, shops barrel. Ah, uh, there was that yeah. one. Yes, <laughs> thoughts on that one. My, you're right. That's what it was. Saturn was my second favorite. There you go. To see, I know I'd get you to change your mind. <laughs> um, that one, whoever had, any of you got that one? That that one was actually really good. I that was like having like Canadian bacon. It was like <laughs> I loved watching watching you select it. We went through all the samples. And then we tasted this one, and everybody else was sort of hemming and hawing. Is this the one? Is it? Nope, this is the one done. done. Like, we don't even have to think. Randall wasn't there that day, and um, who, like, we basically, Randall and I pick barrels together, and we don't talk to each other. And, but we always really come to the same conclusion that this was supposed to be independent shots. We had quite, quite other people there that were supposed to be also involved. And I was like, if you don't pick this one, <laughs> I'll never talk to you again. And some people might have taken me up on that. that I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it was just, it was so good for anybody that that had it. It was like, it was like Canadian bait. It was just great. So over the top. Um, but it was really, really good. And I will say, even on that one, you could still taste. And I, what I loved about it is that the distillate character, even though it had these big, bold flavors, was still present. Yes. You know, it really was present, which was really, really nice. I like it too. So I'm glad to see you like you coming out with these sort of yeah, I mean, different we, like, different things. And that's what I say. Like, you know, I yell at you sometimes. I swear. Well, I usually swear at Joshua <laughs> uh, when I see the the shelf set, and I'm like, oh my uh, god, we get so much go home, and it's it's crazy. Yeah. And then I start tasting them again. I go, yeah, I don't want to be without that one. I don't want to be without that one. I don't want to be without that one. And so. I can't, I can't decide whether we have a big range or a small range. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like we have two core range products, and then in the course of the year, probably five other other. It's fortunate that we get them. All. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we get what we get. So we we we're not usually shy about when we're ordering them. Sure, yeah. A lot of them are allocated. I mean, yeah. they are. So we want to make sure that we have them. So if we hold on to one a little bit longer or whatever, we want it on the shelf. Well, we appreciate support. Well, it's easy. It's easy to support something that tastes great. <laughs> That's the. This is a Madeira one. We do oh, have the Madeira. Uh, Madeira is nice as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so what do you think? What do you think of the 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 other one? I don't want to say it wrong. Casado. 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 I mean, I don't speak Portuguese. I know. Well, right. we'll, we'll go. We'll go with that. We'll change it later when we're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think of that one? 
Yes, no, maybe. Really good? Okay. Well, you don't have to like, that's what's great about this. You don't have, there's something, I think there's like one of those type of things. You sort of do have to like some sort of Pete. If you're not, a, if if you don't really like Pete, I think you're, you're sort of closed out. But that being said, I think there's sort of something, in, if you do like Pete, there's sort of something in here for everybody. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, sometimes, you know, when I'm in a tasting and the Scandinavians are piercing their ears with the uh, pin badges I give them and they're sort of going, more Pete, more Pete. Then sometimes I feel a little bit. What pin badges? One time I gave them all pin badges, and these guys in the back seats were like piercing each other's ears with them. <laughs> like the first time? Yeah. Do they that was actually, I was honestly like, I think that was of my the first scared? tasting. I've been been scared. I just thought, God, these this must be what like tastings are all like. <laughs> yeah. all the years i've done tasting yeah. all over the place i've never ever yeah. seen that happen it's like vikings it's, in the back of yeah. the hole it was on a it's, it's called the viking line cruise. well there you go yeah. <laughs> and uh you know i rest my case they they fill, a, they fill a boat with um vikings with vikings yeah and then they know no, no, it's a big, it's a big cruise ship. No, oh, okay you go on a one-day cruise out to international waters or you know duty-free waters they buy all their they buy all their booze in like shopping trolleys and like and like yeah I'll have a case of that a case of that really and then they they all um, buy it cheap duty free and then get back to port and yes, stagger, stagger off yes, and another lot so they, put little, they, they put the little backing behind their ear too once I they pierced I, I wasn't sure. Was there blood in there? Like, would they, would they already have the piercings yeah, that they were just putting in with their like? If they no, one of the, I I think some of them did, but okay. one of the guys definitely did not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We have it. Oh, we have graves alcohol uh, and okay. we have some pins yeah, left. Yeah, so if anybody wants to um there are pin badges there, yeah. I didn't have quite enough for everyone, so yeah. I thought I just put them over there so and I wasn't five American dollars to anyone who pierces their ear with that one of those yeah. pin badges. Why did you why did you think you had to qualify that as American dollars? <laughs> I'm just doubling down on it. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> what were you gonna use? Yen? <laughs> five american dollars for the first person who pierces their ear with the with the pin bat oh great wow i did not see this night yeah. i did not see this night going that way <laughs> ah but what do i know no 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 as long as any oh my god why is he unboxing? <laughs> Stop that, sir. Oh my gosh. All right. Enough of your tomfoolery. We have whiskey to try. Serious, serious business. Lock yeah. Gorm. So Lock Gorm, yeah. Lock Gorm is um is our annually available release, which is entirely matured in sherry cast. Mm -hmm. So it's um this is the 2022 version. So it, it combines ages from nine to 13 years old, um, all Oloroso sherry butts. Um, and this is at 46%. So um, it's lovely kind of, this is slightly different from Sanig. So Sanig is also predominantly sherry cast matured, Oloroso sherry cast matured. Lockgorm uses Oloroso sherry butts, Sanig uses hogsheads. Oh yeah. So the, the butts have, I say that, I describe it as it's, like a, it's a lot heavily influenced. Yes, yeah, I would say it's like a more a broader spectrum of flavors. Yeah. You know, the the hogsheads are, are a bit smaller. They're more intense, rich, uh, spicy, oaky kind of influence. The butts are a little bit more. You know, they have that richness and the spiciness, but they also have this lovely sort of juicy, fruity, mm. fruit cakey, red kind of, red berry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it too. also has that sort of chocolate note as well, yeah. and, and the richness. Little cocoa. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god who is now doing the butt song i hear him now <laughs> what do you think of this one now this one's got this of probably all of them tonight i would say this has the most barrel influence yeah yeah i mean the the, the front front flavor the though people wait for the new one uh lockhorn to come out yeah lockhorn's yeah. very popular i think the combination of heavily peated spirits and and, and sherry cut it's distinct it's a very distinct cast type um and it seems to resonate with a with a, a lot of people yeah um i'd recently tried a a 16 year old um oloroso but in the warehouse and it was spectacular and they they just get 
they get fruitier and fruitier. Um, so um, as these as these kick on a bit and the lockgorbs get older and in a couple of years' time, you know that they'll just get this sort of juicier, juicier, perhaps more delicate side will just come out more and more. Do you have do you have some barrels that you've like sort of put aside for more of a long term? Not really. We have dunnage warehousing because, because so, it's tough, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you're you're growing at a pretty good pace. It's sort of hard yeah. to, you know, sort of throw some barrels like you know down for the count for like you know you want it to go out. Yeah. What's I mean, the, what's the oldest you have right now? Well, we have uh, what seventeen year old. Seventeen. But I mean, I said to my dad the other day, I was like, well, maybe we should just like leave these casts. And uh, he gave me a, a, a right row. About he said, I'll, I'll bottle these when they're bloody ready. Not right. when you tell me that they're ready. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know John. Yeah, I was like, Ooh. Um, You know, he, he is right. I mean, you know, we, we, we always look at things and like, yeah, I want to go up there. It's ready. It's ready. Yeah. yeah. It's you not going to get any better. So, right. Why are you leaving it in the cast kind of thing? So, um, just for a number, you ages. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So, um, yeah, I think I think there are there are some casts that just don't come on, right? So they're perfect to be left, kind of thing. Right. Um, the, the interesting thing with Kilhoman Spirit is, you know, it, it is designed to be good young. Correct. So we we're not quite sure how it's going to how things are going to go as it as it gets a bit older, particularly because you know we had this focus for the first ten years of of making whiskey and filling it into fresh casks. But you don't have sort of the problems that like, you know, we might have here in the U S with like say bourbon and stuff like that using, you know, virgin oak charred barrels, you get a huge swing in temperature change. I mean, none of that stuff, none of that. And it always amazes me. None of that is made. None of that is made for whiskey to last long, No, but you have a dunnage warehouse. You have like this, like you said, there's 90 days of rain. You, you have sort of the, the setup for, um, it not becoming, you know, a one note of overwooded sort of thing. You can leave it in there longer. And there are other influences that are happening to it. And it can go a, a longer range. But again, that's not right. When, you know, you're tasting a barrel, it's ready. It's ready. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, the good thing is we have this warehouse, which is slightly away from the distillery. And it's a, it's a you hide things in it. It's a bit of a bugger to get to. And, uh, and it's sort of, it's again, it's a tonnage warehouse. So, Anything that sort of will last a long time will be down there somewhere tucked right. away. Um, so, Just in case. Yeah. That's the place to be. It's a spectacularly good warehouse as well. I don't they're know. Gonna have, they're going to have these lost casts, but they're really James hiding things. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look hiding. what I found today. Yeah, well, so this, that was this really, I mean, stunning 16-year-old cask. And my dad was like, oh, I think we're going to bottle it and put it in the visitor center. I was like, oh, please don't do that. Well, just let's let's have a think about this. Maybe we want to do something else. With it. Yeah. it was in the visitor center. I got center. a similar response to the yeah, previous question. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, I really want to thank you for coming in and showing us, you know, especially coming over here and showing us, like, this, this range of six different whiskeys that we had tonight. And, you know, there's a common thread through all of them, you know, that is – distinctly Kilhoman, but the different flavors that you're getting from the cast and you're putting together as distinct expressions is truly wonderful. And I, 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 I think everybody here can agree to that too. I hopefully, or you'll never come back again. Agree with me. <laughs> um, but I want to thank you for, for coming here and, and sharing this with us today. And hopefully we'll get out to see you again um, on your home turf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're all welcome. Yeah, yeah, and, and except that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, but uh, you know, from from our part, you know, we really appreciate your support because you know you've been one of our biggest supporters for for a very long time. Um, so we appreciate your support, and we pre appreciate everyone who picks up a bottle and tells anyone about it. I, I'm going to say one thing because I I think it's important because this is really the first time I'm seeing you um since we got through COVID, um and we got on to the other side of that. So just, well, almost during when COVID was, was happening, just before it, really, um, we got rid of the tariff mm -hmm. that was doing. But when the tariff came on, it's like this is very important to know about the type of people um, that own Kilhoman, the Wills, and what they started to stand for. When the tariff jumped, came on, they did not raise their prices. Now. 
it's a farm distillery. So there is there is always a price already assumed with that because it's economies to scale and they have a very small scale. But you didn't raise your prices. Um, and we were so grateful of that that we we ended up putting your stuff on sale <laughs> on top of that because I just thought it was such a great example to put out there for everybody else to see of what somebody thought about the U.S. market and what they were doing. And, and I, I haven't really got a, a chance to say thank you for that. We, and we really do appreciate it. Unfortunately, it's the, well, fortunately, the tariff went away and then shipping prices tripled. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you know, it's the best laid plans of mice and men. It, the, 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 the thought was there and I, I, I will always be appreciative of that. And we made sure that everybody else at the time knew that. And I just don't want anybody to forget it either. Well, um, yeah, we can't we can't take full credit for that. Actually, we we split it with our well, that was, US that was Josh. I already thanked him. Stop. Yeah. So <laughs> Joshua and, and Impex. And yeah, so we did. Sam Filmus, who's the um, I don't know if he's the big he's boss, managing director, the managing director. Time. Yeah. So he's um, he you know he we had a conversation and and decided to do that. So yeah, I mean, I talked to Joshua about it and told him what my plan was, which yeah. was which was fantastic, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. So we want to taken a good thing and, and made it even better. Right. Right. So I want to thank yeah. you for that. Well, thank both you of you well. actually. Yeah. I already thanked Joshua, but I'll thank him once. Take it. He'll take it again. <laughs> and I want to thank all of you come uh, for coming tonight to whiskey Wednesday. I hope you had, I know you had some good whiskey. I hope you learned something. And uh, just for, for those of you who don't know, this is on um, Facebook. Uh, we do Facebook Live. So it's on the Julio's Liquors Facebook page. You can get it there. And you can also, wherever you get your podcasts, like Spotify, whatever, uh, Cousin Vinny puts it up the, like, the next day. Um, you can find It's the Liquor Talking in all of our shows and all of our Whiskey Wednesdays up there too. So thank you all for coming tonight. And um, please drive safe. And we'll get we'll do some stuff. We'll get rid of those Facebook Live people. Yeah, yeah you can clap. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, clap. <laughs> All right.